0: Welcome back to my podcast. The second, well, the second one from today, as I promised you, and talk about Arsenal this time, and answer many questions you know, from Twitter. And people asking something. Let's see how the questions are going. Yeah, and the big one, big one. The big one we'll yeah. ask at the end. <laughs> um,
1: so let's talk about the, sort of the first part of when you joined Arsenal, yeah. was that 2002? 2002. 2002, so what did you know about Arsenal before you joined them? Did you know anything about Arsenal before
0: you joined them? Not much, honestly, no. um, because on that time in Brazil, they didn't show much about uh, English football, more w- we knew about the English clubs, you know, me especially, was when they, they played um, in the Champions League, Okay. Um, let's say on that time you have a league. Li- the cup. for UAF. UAF. Yeah, 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 yeah. they play WFA. Well, the cup winners' cup. Really. Yeah, exactly, and um, this is how I knew, you know, about uh, the English clubs, but not much, unfortunately. But I, we, I was very concentrated in, in Brazil, in mm. Brazil league, you know. at that time, I think the internet was not so strong to find information. So they have
1: the internet in those days. <laughs> yeah, so but fans. I was
0: like starting, mm. know, something mm. like that. But I was not, you know much into it. Mm. Um, we well, certainly didn't have social media or anything. Yeah, like that. we didn't have social media at that time. You know, just, I think, feel, feel his, Imagine the time when there was no phone. social media. It was, it was not so bad. Oof. You could get so away with bad. so much more, couldn't you? More <laughs> relaxed, you know, people were not we're talking the time. <laughs> Not talk too much, not so many information, you know, some, sometimes it's quite confused for, mm. for people. But uh, Yeah, this is the, um, you know, I, I didn't know much, honestly, about Arsenal. I had some other offers, um, normally on that time I didn't deal with anyone. I didn't spoke. I didn't speak to anyone. Uh, the club did it directly, and um, in the end I I came to us. I think was uh, a good choice for me. Turns out yeah. it was
1: quite a good choice, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it was was. <laughs> Who really were the other good. offers from?
0: Uh, there was rumors about um, uh, Fanebachi, Tenebacho okay. or Basics Bezix, I think, okay. and uh, Bremen, Mm-hmm. And I've I heard that the other day there was there was another club I I, f- I forgot oh, what H- club was. There bar. Never mind. And um, in the end I just came to Arsenal was I think uh, really important and the best option mm. I guess.
1: Yeah. How were they doing at the time were they doing well?
0: Well, Arsenal had just well, I think uh, they, the year before 01 02 they just won the double. Oh, wow. so yeah, well. yeah, well, Arsenal was a very strong team mm. when i when I first came, and um, well for me it was great you know arriving here. I uh, had my first experience abroad and, and such a, a big club mm. and uh, everything was like you was know, fantastic, you I'm know, just coming here, come across and uh, but um, I arrived in London. Mm. the team was not here. They were in Austria for the preseason. I just met the players. When I flew there, after sign my contract and do all the medical examination here,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, but it was it was okay, it was good. Nice. Yes. Yeah. What made you choose Arsenal above the other teams?
0: Honestly, I didn't know much information about any of them, you know. But then I, I found a few information about Arsenal. I knew that Edu was here. Mm-hmm. It could be something, you know. I uh, know well, you're friends with him now. Were you friends with him when before no, you joined? No, no, we didn't know each other in person. But um, then also, I found out about the players Arsenal got on that time. Mm. And then you see, you know, we have like, you know, the French guys, Jerry, uh, Patrick, and um, the other boys, Robert. Then you have Dennis come. I said, wow, well, seems like an interesting, <laughs> good team, you know. And um, then I came, it was cre- great, you know, I was very well welcomed here by all of them, you know, despite the fact I didn't speak the language. Mm. This for me was, I think, the the hardest thing of uh, coming to the club for the first time. Mm-hmm. But I was okay with that. I, this w- was not a trouble for me because I knew th- this was part of the process, mm-hmm. that I, I would work on, you know, my off football, off the field to, you know, to learn the language, to learn a little bit of the culture. Mm-hmm. This was not an issue for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what did you do to learn the language? Did you go to class or...? Yes, I had a class. Um, just person one-to-one or a group? Yes, no, one-to-one I've been It would have been weird if you'd gone to a yeah. <laughs> an English class, <laughs> <laughs> professional football <laughs> and a lot of kids. It would be, it would be a bit <laughs> weird, you know, but... Yeah. I, I had a, a class with the teacher, you know, and... Um, I remember I had about 10 hours of uh, English on that time, uh, you know, hour, 10 hours class. Um, until before we start the competitions, you know, from Monday to let's say to Friday, and we from four to six, more or less. You know, I had th- these classes, and uh, it wa- works pretty well because I've learned quite fast, mm-hmm. honestly. The language. I remember when I gave my first interview in English without any help, anyone mm-hmm. helping me, was was really wow. It's like a big victory for me. yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I felt very proud of there. I remember after six months, five months, I gave my first interview without, you know, uh, my my teacher helped me. I but I, I told him listen, I told to the guy who interviewed me. I don't remember the name of the person now, but I told him listen, I'll try to to do it alone. Mm-hmm. If I need help, I ask my teacher. He was just on the side, and we started the interview and. Uh, but then, you know, the conversation went on, was quite okay. I you know I did all my way, you know, mm. I didn't I didn't know much, but I, I, I did it the best way I could. Mm-hmm. In the end, he said, okay, well, oh, you did great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's finished, I say. Wow, oh, serious, Finish?" He said, yes, I said, wow, yes. <laughs> I just celebrate. You know, Better being invincible. Well, it was like, um, for me, you know, it was like a big victory, honestly, because, um, I came from you know um, you know a very small village where I grew up where you know we didn't have like the best education in school but I always been to school I I tried to work very hard I always work hard in school to learn things and do things right and um, but we didn't have many opportunities there in this village but coming to another country you know play football something you love and then I have an opportunity to learn a new language. For me, it was something uh, very important. This was something I always put in account, my account just, okay, I'm having this opportunity to play football at Arsenal in England. But uh, apart from me, what can I do for myself? Mm. And the language, you know, learn the English was as important as play f- good football here. Mm-hmm. Because I said to myself, listen, I can May uh, maybe I don't really adapt to the league. it's part, it can happen. Is that one of the concerns you had? Yeah, because it, this could happen because mm. some some players came to Europe, you know, from Brazil, South America, and they failed to yeah. adapt. It's, you know, it, it could happen to me as well. But um, one thing I was concerned of, apart from know do well for the club and play well and uh, adapt here was learning the language mm-hmm. because i knew once i learned learn the language i could adapt you know to to the country you know i could communicate with people in the training ground you know in the games also when i i go out on the street restaurant or whatever i learned the language. for me was part of my my process you mm-hmm. know that i i have to take it very serious mm-hmm. i need to help helped me a lot because uh, then when you can speak you know without anyone helping you and um, then you feel free to walk around you feel comfortable you know in the training session talk to people mm. that's great you know i makes you feel much more settled and grounded I, I guess yes this is how you feel settled in the country and uh, you appreciate things more i guess mm. because you learn also the culture of the country. For me, it was, uh, was really important to learn uh, from the English players and mm. from the English people in the training ground. I've learned a lot, I still have good friends mm. at the club. Some of them still there, you know, yeah. work for the club. It's always amazing when I have an opportunity to go back to Arsenal or to training center uh, or to, to a stadium. And I have a, an opportunity to see all of the guys who work there on that. Yeah, yeah. you know they still, you know, I have like a, a good smile when they see mm. me when I see them, and we we kept talking, and uh, it's 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 amazing, mm. it's amazing, you know. But if I haven't learned the language, you wouldn't have that connection. No chance for me. Mm. You don't keep the connection. Mm. This for sure.
1: Absolutely. That's so good. when you first got here, who was? You obviously knew nothing about the club, who who were the players that kind of helped you settle in? And was there one player that really sticks out, who kind of really, really sort of took you under their arm or under their wing and went, right, this is how it goes, this is what you need to do. Is there any players that
0: I out? Edu was really important for me Mm -hmm. at that time. Because, first because of the language, you know, it's much easier. We we got along pretty well and uh, he helped me a lot, you know, speaking to me about the club, about the players. About uh, the manager and <laughs> how us uh, and like the players to to play and so on, you know, Vo- very, very, very much important for me. Mm. Yeah, he was like my big brother. Really, despite the fact <laughs> I'm older. <laughs> <and are>, yeah. <laughs> but he was like you know, put me under the, his wings and um, and help me and um, you know sometimes sounds strange say that because we we have the the same position yeah and then I start play but he always been so nice mm. towards me despite the fact we you know sometime I was playing he was not he was on the bench but I uh, he always been absolutely f- you know superb towards me mm. respectful you know very good friend you know help me on a daily basis and um, he's such a nice guy he was amazing with me mm-hmm. I, of course after after him you know I had L- Lauren Lauren speaks Spanish um, we, I could have uh, like a communication with him it was okay no problem uh, peer he speaks Portuguese yeah and uh, and those Spanish was okay but that, that the rest of the, the guys you know only English you know. just when I start talk but. They always try, you know, to communicate with me in the dressing room, but obviously I was struggling and then yeah. who was there to help me? <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's right.
1: Cool. So also we spoke about, when we started talking about this podcast, is really giving fans, your fans, Arsenal fans and football fans in general, yeah. an idea about what it, life is like as, as a top, top level footballer. So could you give us an idea about like an everyday tra- day when you're just going to training and what the routine is?
0: Yeah. Being a a top athlete, a top football player is, uh, well, it's not an easy task because um, you have to, you know, to be on your 100% all the time. You have to push yourself uh, and sometimes on the limit to be at the top. And when you get there, you have to keep working very, very hard to sustain Mm. the position you achieved because maybe some sometimes it's not so difficult to get there but to maintain the position you are this is the hardest part mm-hmm. and uh, some people you know I, I've seen people they, they get there and uh, they didn't last long because mm-hmm. they drop you know their, their, their condition because I've made it, I've made it yeah really then you accommodate you know you feel like and then you go into the, your comfort zone mm-hmm. this is very dangerous very, it's quite common I have seen a lot of them and uh, some of them work really hard. They never get there. Mm-hmm. But they find a place where they could be close and sustain their position. But to get there, you know, is about, for me, it's, it's uh, everyday hard work. You know, you have to push yourself. Everyday, uh, you know, let, let me tell a little bit my story. Because mm. um, just for people understand a little bit more. I didn't have like... Um, know like a proper uh, academy found foundation mm-hmm. like uh, being trained properly when i was young yeah on a professional academy something like that if i can say that if it's correctly yeah, but i my first club i went i was 16 and i trained there for five months and after five months i went back to my hometown to to help family because mm-hmm. my mom was not in a very good condition and um I worked I worked for, for two and a half years in a switch factory of my hometown I'm gonna be telling me yeah to help uh, help the family. When I was 19 I went back to the, to the club and then I have like you know, I, I, I start train again and, and live the dream mm. And uh, then thanks God things went pretty well. but um, to get there you know because I have a big gap. Mm-hmm. From when I started, I was 16 years old, almost 17. From this period of time I was working in the factory. Yeah. And this time I was uh, play amateur football, which is not the same. Mm. You know, you play with your, f- your mates and maybe two times a week, we go there, you know, together for have like a training session and uh, play for the weekend. Because I didn't have that, you know, and then you start to think, how can I, Become football player. Mm. The only way for me. Was then I, when you thought you might have a chance. When I was nineteen, I, I decided to to try again, mm-hmm. and uh, I left the, the factory, and I left this factory, and uh, for one month, I I was my own my coach. I self coached coach. You know, in terms of, I knew more or less what I, what I expect me in terms of. Uh, I need to be very strong physically, mm-hmm. you know, resistance. You know, I did my own my own training session. I set up everything. I had everything in, on my uh-huh. mind, and did it by myself without anyone helping me, uh-huh. which is very hard, you know, to, to do it alone. But um, this is what I did. I was very disciplined, and after one month, I had double session every day. Mm, go for run, do some drills, some exercise, and play you know, during the week and at the weekend, amateur football, until I went back, and then they accepted back. But then, you know, at the point for me at that time was to be part of the team, and then how can I become professional football player? Mm. I, s- in uh, under 20, I, we had to train a lot, you know, about two hours, two and a half hours training session in the morning, every morning, you know. The afternoon didn't have anything, you know, with the team. But always, sometimes, not every day, but many times I had to do, I I did extra time, extra training in the afternoon. But every session, when we finish the training, after two, two and a half hours training in the academy, I always stay half an hour more. Always, every day, stay half an hour more. Every, or doing some, uh, crossing controlling mm-hmm. long pass whatever you know many different kind of things you mm. know because you two. started out
1: on the wing didn't you You didn't start yeah as when field. i was
0: young when i was young you know play my hometown i started as a winger right winger but i don't think it works well <laughs> <forever. laughs> <laughs> and step by step uh, they start to bring me back and then midfield and then i had a few times i i trained and played some games as a center back but I enjoy more playing uh, in the middle and uh, mm-hmm. central midfield. At least, you know, it's a kind of uh, init- the, the the initial process of my, let's say, football career. I have I went through to become a footballer, but when I was in the club, it's about training hard every day. Mm-hmm. I knew, listen, this is very important, people, you know, especially the younger players, understand that. I knew that I was not the best player. Mm-hmm there was players there in front of me you know far away you know better than me more talented more it. talent more talents. they physically they were stronger you know they got more technique more ability but you know somehow you know i, I had to work out on the things i was not good at mm-hmm. but especially in things i was good i worked very hard mm-hmm. i knew my limitations but i worked you know not focus on the limitation what i was good at Mm -hmm. and work very hard you know work very hard i i want to be among the best players of the team you know if they were physically better than me i knew i could not catch them but i want to be near them Mm -hmm. very close and with like uh, hard work i could cope with some other situations Mm -hmm. on the field this is what i have done but uh you know the daily basis is very hard you have to train wake up In the morning go for training you are painful you have pain in in your body every day this is for sure if you don't have pain because you are not trained you exactly you know but uh, then you have the traveling you know combine your time with the family if you have a family and uh, you know very disciplined for you know to not lose the focus and train properly eat properly Mm -hmm. get rest because uh, it's not about when you are in the training, you have to be disciplined when you are off training. Mm-hmm. You don't train, you are at home, eat properly, get rest, you know, this is really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And then what a match day, what would a match day look like? Say you are playing, I guess, at hybrid at the time. Yeah. What, would you, what time would you meet? Would did you always have the same meal? Yeah. What's the routine?
0: Well, the routine, it, it always depends what time was the game. You know, it depends the time the game starts. Let's give an, an example Let's say the game starts 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, many times we had to sleep in the hotel the night before Wake up, we woke up about, I don't know, 9, 10 o'clock and, awesome. uh, <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I don't know, 10 o'clock, let's say 10 o'clock We had to go for a walk, you know Sometime went down for, for breakfast But not everyone, you know, was not obliged to have mm. breakfast but go for a breakfast before the lunch time You know, one hour before we go for for a short walk around near the hotel do some stretching and uh, after the stretch we have like the, the some house and use to, to to speak about the opponent team mm-hmm. show us some video and so on and um, after we had lunch about mid midday go back to the room get some rest before um we had four o'clock more or less, we had like um, another meal. Could be pasta, mm-hmm. could be like only coffee, some some mm. some bread,
1: whatever. Well, it's important to remember that Arsenal Wenger obviously left not in the greatest ways from Arsenal, but he did when he first joined Arsenal, he was a pioneer about changing the diets yeah. uh, and everything, and how much he brought to the game. It's important to remember that I think.
0: Yes, I remember people say that, you know, he he changed, you know, the uh, the diet in the club, you know, Drinking the, the, the way the, the culture, you know, it changed a little bit. You know, he wants to bring like a nutritionist, something like that. He changed like the way the the players were eating their, you know, their meal in the yeah. club. I think it works pretty well because, um, I, I guess, you know, for the players uh, at the beginning it's quite um, difficult to understand. Maybe they, they were, it's very strange, mm, yeah. <laughs> but. Hey, it's normal, you know, when I have some. it is new. now,
1: but in the Eng- England, England yeah. at the time it wasn't normal. Still, everyone was drinking after the games, yeah. and there's infamous Arsenal Tuesday
0: Club, I think it was. Uh, but then, you know, I think the players realize how important it was. And well, nowadays, yeah. when we see them, normally many players, they have their own chefs. Yeah. Many of them, they have their own nutritionists, you know, they, they take care, they are more aware of taking care of uh, of their body mm-hmm. because they can last long in the game mm. as you have seen a lot of players doing this yeah, i think uh, w- was really important you know, when i came to the club and change this thing bring new ideas but uh, more important than that was the players accept that mm-hmm. when yeah. if the players don't have this acceptance it's very hard to make the, the the life of the manager because he wants to do some mm. something he believes can work, you know, but if he does not have the acceptance of the place, it's, it's quite tough.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I interrupted you. So
0: second meal at four o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> so then we had second meal uh, at four o'clock, go back to the room. And then before we leave the hotel about, I don't know, about 6.30 something, no, 5.30. We had like the, the, the last, last meeting. We come back for the meeting about 10 to 15 minutes meeting I think 15 minutes uh, talk about our, our tactics for the game and you know because in the morning you have done uh, work on the opponent mm-hmm. and then be just before we leave you know about 10 to 15 minutes about talking about our strategy for the game mm-hmm. and then go to the game
1: Would that always be awesome that <laughs> build the strategy was <or> <laughs> the coaches take the, com- the meeting
0: yeah awesome. yeah sometimes it takes only five minutes <laughs> right just <laughs> mentioned, you know, this is how we set up the team today's 4 for 2 you know, and um, he, write, he wrote down the, the, the players who was going to play to be playing and the system we were going to play and um, just say, okay, just a few times he, he put like in the board some keywords, you know, to motivate us, and uh, he went through this, you know, said uh, about motivation, this is what I want from you, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then we, let's say, okay, this is, it's time to, to well, start. Last you know. week yeah, then, you know, it's just, it's last minutes for you to, for us to focus in the game and understand what he want from us. For that game, mm.
1: yeah. and in these meetings, would they say who were the key people in the opposition? So, if you're playing against many, United, like it was Becker and Ryan Giggs, these were yeah. sort of players. Was that what the sort of the context context of the meeting would be?
0: Yeah, the, the the first meeting he used to to go on this situation for the opponents. Now, before the, the lunchtime. lunch yeah. time, used to 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 run through the 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 opponents. Uh, in the morning, yep. and then just before we we leave the hotel for for the game, just about our strategy, basically, you know, how we are going to play, approach mm-hmm. the game. It was was uh, pretty easy, you know, the way he he managed things. Sometimes just last five minutes, you mm-hmm. have much to say because we already worked during the week before these games, and uh, everyone was very committed mm-hmm. for you know you want to win the game you don't want yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> exactly you know, to have a bad result
1: <laughs> yeah so obviously the invincibles was there was there a system that you just played and you know you went Do you know what we're the best team at the moment let teams change the way where this is how we're going to play mm-hmm. or did you change the way or was the, the system slightly changed depending on the
0: opposition oh you always rely on our system we always align So up. you knew exactly
1: what you were going to playing, was exactly. that kind of maybe the strength of the Invincibles was? Yeah. You kn- everyone knew exactly what
0: the roles and responsibilities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well sometime I think we played, not many, like there was a time I, we have like a duo, Patrick and myself play in the middle, like uh-huh. three in the middle. It's but middle then we the changed, levels. yeah. But then he, after he changed, you know, I was playing a little bit more wide, on the right. And um, just remember my younger days, uh, early days. my early days, using you know, your pace up exactly. the way.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, you know, I was, you was quite tough for me. Yeah. But, um, but you know, most of the time we, re- we rely on our system, you know. Most of the time, uh, most four for two, and um, this is how we we did most of the time, you know. We'd have like a front cherry, and then behind him. And Not uh, a bad team, is it? it well, was <laughs> fantastic, was great, it was a mm. great team. But uh, I have, it's a moment, you know, sometimes once in life when I have the opportunity to play among these this type of players, you know, the big names, big guys, but they were very hungry, you know, to go and to the game and, and win the game. Mm-hmm. This was what they were up to because if you see the training session during the week, you know, it was very hard. Mm. It's like a play another game. You're playing another game? Yeah, exactly. You know, see the tackling, mm. fly over. <laughs> and uh, very tough during was there the any?
1: Day, I We've seen a lot in the press release about players falling out. Um, is that something that happened often with you guys? You d- Everyone just knew this is the level we need to train at if we're this is the level we're going to play at. So it's kind of like a mutual, everyone's happy that you knew you we were going to be going in hard for tackles. So n- was there any arg- sort of arguments to training sessions and things?
0: No, this the way, we used to to work, yep. this is the way we used This is to how it's done, basically. Exactly. Of course, there's some time there was, you know, somebody tackle someone else, but... Was uh, it you? A few times. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the guy who got the, the, the kick, you know, felt a bit upset, but then you go again and play again, face each other. Uh, Sometimes one get upset by as part of the training, says this is how we train, but we always respect each other, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not about, okay, I I kick you because I don't like you. Yeah. It's just about the, the professionalism, the, the intensity mm-hmm. that Arsenal you know, want from us to be for the next game. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always respond to that, you know. Sometimes it's quite hard, you know, when, because you are tired some, some days, you are not feeling that you, let's say, you know that you're, you're you're not going to be on your best on that day 100% but you have to do to to give your best from what you have mm-hmm. on that day and uh, this is what we always did you know was uh, was really pleasurable mm. training with those guys and uh, I mean, you're on it all exactly the time, right? you have to be sharp mm. you know because if I was not sharp if somebody was not sharp the other guy called them yeah. call me Hey, come on Gilberto, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Hey, I need more from you. Mm. You know, we, we have this, um, this kind of, um, let's say, uh, wake up call yeah. to, um, to one of the, the colleagues when we see they were not trained properly. Maybe the guy was, was tired, you know, mm. some of them were tired. Maybe there's something in their mind, what is something we didn't know. Mm-hmm. But there you, it's like uh, you have to leave your problems Mm. Of the fields, when you get these here concentrating in, in mm. the in the training session, yeah. because in the game you need you uh, know the hundred percent commitment yes yeah. this' how we did every day every time
1: amazing, so what do you think also you are getting pushed by many nights, I guess in the time was the big rivals what made you what made the invincibles the invincible what what characteristics or traits or players do you think made up the invincibles what does it mean? To be an invincible obviously it means to go yeah. unbeaten.
0: But why were you? Why did you go so long unbeaten? I think first, the, the one of the most important things because we have Arsene. <laughs> yes. He was like the, the, the big mentor mm. of all this. And uh, he always believed in the players he got. You know, he chose the players mm. <laughs> to be there. and He mastered everything, you know, he, he mastered the, the, the Eagles. And so on, despite, you know, all the guys were really nice towards each other. But I know you have to manage people, mm-hmm. manage big names, you know. We have many, many players on that time playing for their national teams. I was playing for Brazil, we have the French guys, you know, Fred was playing for Sweden. You know, the other guys play for the national team, you know, many international players, mm-hmm. you know, top level players. And how you manage that? Mm-hmm. If, you are, if you don't know how to do it, you can. You can mess up with the good players you have. Yeah. He was very important and secondly and with the players we've got in the squad, you know, the mentality, the mindset mm. because was um, a winning mentality. We could see that in the training session as I told you, you know, how we, we train, how we, we, we used to do uh, all the drills, you know, the intensity and so on and uh, even though when we we felt that someone someone was tired but we tried you know, to help you know and um, then it's just you know that the approach in each game we had but uh at the beginning of that season Arsene made like uh uh an interview that he said that he believed that we could go unbeaten that season
1: but <laughs> did you play yesterday did you get go- Wow! Thanks for the pressure. Did you go? I Thank think you.
0: You're right. <laughs> oh, well done. Yeah, well done, boss. Oh, Very, so you, you felt like you pressure. Put more pressure. on <laughs> you? Yeah, of course, it's a pressure. But how I many
1: th- games into your unbeaten run had you gone when he said that?
0: I don't remember. I think it was beginning of the that season. <laughs> yeah, before the season starts. Okay. Actually, but in you know, the season before, we have lost to Manchester United, and we were in front of them. I mm-hmm. think for 10, 12 points, if I'm not wrong. Mm. And then, you know, just a few games to the end, I think eight to ten games, we we start losing game, losing points, until we lose the the, the, the season. And um, the season after, and then he said that before the season started, I believe that players can go unbeaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, well, we, we try to, you know, to absorb the... the the information but we knew that was going to be a huge mm. huge thing for us to, to handle. And uh, did you players get together and talk about th- th- talk well, about it or was it just well, like at, at some point start laughing you know, maybe may crazy <laughs> you now. I, I don't know. It's normal it's saying that Yeah. You know, being like a reaction from the other team, the other players, you no know, they might laugh. But um, I think he just mentioned that because he knew the players he got mm-hmm. in the squad you know we saw uh, the training sessions as well I guess. exactly right? he knew the players the, the mentality and uh, the spirit of, uh, of of everyone and uh, but we work game by game mm-hmm. we we never thought you know too far ahead of us we just did step by step mm-hmm. i think this was very important this was very important for us but one thing was very important, we we had the confidence that we were going to win the game. Mm. This was my feeling, because when we were at um, the tunnel before the game starts, especially at the hybrid, mm. you know, cold tunnel, <laughs> you know, very narrow, very narrow yeah. and we were shoulder to shoulder, we were standing there, it seems like, you know, we were kind of giants. But that team was very particular because we were very you know in stature we were very high mm. uh, quite tall guys physically very strong but also very good technique mm-hmm. and we were fast in the contest Do you think type. that
1: was deliberate for Marston to put the team together like that or just I happened
0: to be like that? Well wow. I think step by step he, he um, recruited players you know with the, the the type because on that time Premier League was playing very directly game mm. you know a lot of long balls yeah you know, was quite important to have uh, a tall, tall guys at the back, you know, tall team I, and uh, he built up the team on this way but um, uh, in spite all this, these things, you know, we had in our, in our favor was the mindset of everyone if you were playing, you have to do your 100% when you come on do your hundred percent and give like your contribution mm. to the results because it's about team, mm. it's not about the individuals. Mm.
1: So you described as very com- com, um, competitive, but you, it seems like you were kind of all this rather than playing against each other and obviously fighting for places. You managed to keep it as a very positive yeah. situation rather than going. Here's your chance. The whole team were kind of will, willing that person to kind of do well as well. Even like you mentioned earlier, Eddie was you, your direct competition yeah. for. For your place, but he welcomed you in was the main person to work him into arsenal it's sure. probably rare to get that sort of camaraderie and competitiveness yeah, yeah.
0: No, we, we have that on the on that team no? we had you know it was amazing the guys of course you know who was sat on the bench was not happy if they they didn 't have many chances but us and managed this situation pretty well because uh, we didn 't have like a massive squad of mm. players, maybe we have like a 15 to 16 senior players and the rest, you know, he always push some bring somebody from the academy, mm-hmm. from the reserve team, some, young, some younger players, sometimes give them opportunity to play in a kind of games he he believed that he could maybe one or two change, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, this is how, you know, he managed that. You know, the, 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 the all the, the situation you know, during the season because everyone wants to play Mm -hmm. and there's no space for everyone to play you know in every game but he rotates the play you know from one game to to another Mm. gave like uh, stability Mm -hmm. for our work and uh, also the confidence to to everyone that maybe i'm not the starting 11 i'm not one of them but i I i'll get my chance Mm. this is what he did yes
1: so how do you, what do you when you, someone asks you questions about Arsene Wenger, what is this sort of, what does you feel about him? How do you feel about Arsene?
0: Oh, it's a good feeling. He's a good man, first of all. Mm. As, a, as a manager, he did a great job, you know. Six years i worked with him, was really good. You know, even nowadays, after a few years, you know, we don't work together, we still see each other. He's always been very friendly, mm-hmm. the approach we... We have on each other. It's it's nice because uh, we have an opportunity to, to to talk to him and learn something new. You know, uh, have some like uh, a wise person on your mm. side. Talk about football, about his idea. It's always amazing, always enjoyable. Mm. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, say Arsenal's going through a bit of a tough patch at the moment, but it's, and it's, I'm sure the Arsenal fans that are listening. Uh, kind of, I've got a smile on their face remembering the good old times. So, just for, so we finish on a pipe for this part of it, let's go for the invincible team. Yeah. So, in goal.
0: Yaslema, we have Lauren, Yeah. Kolo Ture, Ashley Cove, myself, Patrick Vieira, Robert Pires, Ljungberg, Thierry, Dennis Berko.
1: A Not team. a bad team. Not a bad team. Not a bad team at all. We could, we could play football. We could play football quite <laughs> well for, for a whole year going undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where we kind of start really asking the questions that everyone's asking, I guess now. Okay. Right. So where did it start going kind of a little bit wrong or a little bit negative? Um, was it when you were there? Was you st- could you feel things getting a little bit negative or was it still very much competitive, positive thing? It was just felt like you need to turn the corner.
0: Yeah. My opinion is though. Uh, I have mentioned a few times um, the transition uh, time for Arsenal from hybrid to Emirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, my opinion is where many things start to change at the club. First, because uh, you change ha- home, mm-hmm. you know, massive stadium. Arsenal spend a lot of that time to build up, you know, fantastic stadium. Mm-hmm. And um, but on the other hand, we start to lose some important players. No, we lost Patrick Vieira, later on we lost uh, so Campbell, Fred Lindbergh, Robert Pérez, Cherry and so I see on. I everyone
1: you just mentioned two minutes
0: ago. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I th- then it's very difficult to replace these players. Mm-hmm. But before this happened properly, Arsenal were preparing some younger players to re- to be on our plate to replace us, like Fabregas, Ron Persia, Alex Song and Alex Heleb and made few others after me but um, there was a time you know my last year was 07, 08 and suddenly most of these these players were pre- been pre- have been prepared to, to replace us mm-hmm. they left the club alex Kleb- Heleb and song and fabregas went to barcelona mm-hmm. and a uh, few others left to different clubs and uh, some other younger ones later on they went for for some different clubs and then it was tough for him to to bring the players you know start again mm-hmm. you know in a short period of time yeah and this moment was very crucial because they lost like the connection of the transition the, the players right. transition yeah so the, this is plan,
1: the plans for the future is just stops. exactly
0: because then if those players have started they have like a players They've learned from us, from my generation, mm. and could replicate for the next ge- next generation of players. Yeah. The so succession planning, exactly. Really. But I, my, this, in my opinion, is what uh, he had in mind to do, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out on this time because they were left. Suddenly they left, and uh, he had to start again. Try to bring some younger players, but on the other hand, the the other teams became very strong financially. They were very strong. They became very competitive. Manchester City started to invest a lot. Chelsea, Chelsea was that. investing yeah. a lot. Manchester United have always been strong. Yeah, Liverpool. Because it was just you and Manchester United yeah. the time you were there, right? Yeah, Liverpool. At that time was okay, not uh, as they are nowadays, yeah. but they always, you know, got a, a very good team. But and then, you know, in the last few years, before I sent leave there was like um, the result was not as people expect you know despite the fact they w- they they've won a couple of times um, FA cup mm-hmm. but the, the people seems not not be happy not with, satisfied yeah not not satisfied with the results of just getting the the, the FA cup and not premier league or, mm-hmm. or champions league and uh, the mood start change you know mm-hmm. towards uh, uh, us and people, you know, want him to leave, it became a bit hard for him. Mm-hmm. In his last two years, I guess. So, how do you feel when you're
1: obviously watching this? what's how are you feeling when you're seeing all this stuff banger out and all this type
0: of stuff? Was it tough to watch? Well, w- when the people start talking about um, him to leave, well, it was quite sad, you know, to see that honestly because. He spent 22 years at the yeah, club. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He dedicated, you know, 24 hours of his day in these 22 years to the club. You know, he loves Arsenal, mm. and but was quite ha- hard, you know, for me. I think for many people, but special for him to see all mm. these people want him out of the club. Mm. I don't know if the people realize what they were uh, want for What they for. They're the club. for yeah. What they're wishing for. I don't know if they realize that, it seems like, you know, when I speak to some English people about Brexit, yeah. you know, when I ask them what their, their opinion they say, I don't think people realize when they vote for it, yeah. it you know, it's at at the same, sometimes it's quite similar, <laughs> yeah. um, talk about us and when the people want him out. Be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yeah, you have to, you have to, it's very important, but it was very sad. And, um, and then I, when he left you now I knew that um, this transition from from him to the next coach those, despite the fact whoever comes would be hard mm-hmm. would be hard because then you have like the other teams uh, very competitive very strong financially but on a better moment mm-hmm. Arsenal just drop in their performance in the last few years and um, to and the competition of to, to to recruit a good, uh, big players, uh, it's not so easy. No. You have to to be fast. Yeah. and you have to have a good s- scouting team, I guess. Good scouting team. If you want to to get like the best players or mm-hmm. who fit your system, it mm-hmm. uh, was, not, was not so, so easy. Mm-hmm. And they have to work hard, you know, for uh, to come back and be competitive again, compete with uh, Liverpool nowadays, uh, Manchester City. Mm-hmm. It's Spurs a it's a, a long year. process. Yeah, the Spurs is coming, and uh, they have to to work hard to get back. Mm-hmm. You know? So, what specifically do you even think they need
1: to do to get? Do you think it's rebuilding the whole team right from the ground up? Do you think every player needs to be replaced, or do you think there's a few mm-hmm. players that there that are that that, that, are, that
0: just need to be refocused? I think this uh, this transition is going to happen. I mean, I It's impossible to change everything from at once, once, it's very difficult but uh, I think step by step they are going to make a few changes, bring some players or replace some in in different positions, maybe some at the back, some in the middle, some up front, Mm -hmm. up front they they are okay but maybe they bring some young Mm -hmm. talents that can learn to be like maybe for one, two years Mm -hmm. time, to be let's say red start play for the t- for them mm. but they it, it's a hard work now they have to work very hard mm. to get back to um mm. to where they were before mm. but also not because of them only but because the others are in front of them mm-hmm. when you see Manchester city and liverpool especially mm-hmm. you now they are they look very strong they are mm. very strong at the moment financially good yeah. they have to spend but spend right so So where do you think Emory failed? It's hard, you know, it's hard to to, uh, let's say, to point exactly where Um, I think uh, after, you know, the last game of last season went very bad for them Mm. because they lost a good opportunity to win a trophy against Chelsea Mm -hmm. at the final of the Europa League and things didn't work well for them they didn't have a good game and lost very badly and um they start out this season you know it sounds that was going to be like a continuation from when he starts, but it didn't work properly as they expect i I have some information that he worked really hard, you know he's a hard work person, very decent guy, but unfortunately the the results didn't work out for them and it the uh, because of this generate a lot of uh, pressure to him, to the club because I think uh, for the fans especially what they were expecting is that change management they would see a kind of change in the club's way way of play, special fight spirit, win the games, win the trophy or chance to win the trophy and uh, as the last few weeks has not been like this Mm. People start being quite, uh, let's say, negative about uh, mm. the the team around the team. It seems like the mood was not really good. Mm. And um, I think this was um, the whole the whole, let's say, bad feeling yeah. around the team. But um, before us leave, there was a bad mood. Yeah, uh, and we right? okay, it's time, it's time out for Wenger. Mm. Uh, he has to leave. And they start, you know, on a short period of time with Unai. Which made his life very hard. Yeah. I think with Arsene, he could hold because he could manage, you know, the the, the squad. He, I think somehow the people respect him in the club. Not that uh, they didn't do with Unai, but because he was there for such a long time, the people were more patient with him in the club. Mm -hmm. And, um... But and you know, I you didn't have like, maybe the time to, to work you know, or try to get a new result, but the fans became so impatient, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, pressure from the media, and um, then they felt that there was a time for change. Mm-hmm. Do you think it didn't help
1: where your f- friends in North London Tottenham moved so quickly after Pochettino, who you could argue had a more successful season than you Emory in this last year? Um, and they moved quickly and decisively, uh, sacked Pochettino, mm-hmm. recruited Mourinho within a couple of days. Yeah. And uh, do you think that's kind of spurred, do you want a better word, the uh, Arsenal boards to, to eventually part company within IMRI?
0: It, it can be. Well, it can be everything's possible, football, yeah. uh, especially Pochettino. I was not expecting him to be sacked honestly no. I think it was a surprise for for many people and uh, then he was sacked and um, up they appoint Jose on his place and they start to get the result and maybe uh, put a little bit more pressure on Arsenal you know, to to make some change and try to um, to restore the good results again mm. And I hope they, they, they find their way mm. because um, the last game, you know, they played at the weekend against Norwich and um, it was quite tough for them. They, they, they drew the game, but the result is not what they did. Mm. Well, it bottom
1: three club they should be winning, is what, is what the fans are saying. They should be winning those games. Exactly. Um, well, you should be if it was the Invincibles, but kind of you need to respect where you kind of are now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, Manchester United fans are kind of doing the same thing
0: the point now for them, I, they need to lift their confidence. Seems like they, they are lower in confidence. This look from outside because... Uh, but the only way is to work together. Mm. They, they, they are the only people to solve the problems. They cannot sign anyone right now to bring towards maybe a different motivation or whatever. As a player, I mean. And um, only in January, they may sign somebody else but from now they have to um, to play with the players they've bought, and uh, the players they are the only one who can change the situation Mm. hope that uh, fred lumbar can help them Mm. can bring them an inspiration to let's say to um, to get them together to to reconnect to let's say the 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 good spirit Mm -hmm. the fight spirit and come on this is arsenal you have to fight for it you have to uh, to give pride for those people who believe on you. We are on a good team, you know. Despite mm. the fact you are not doing well, but uh, you are Arsenal. Yeah, you have to understand that and fight for it. Certain things that are, yeah. are
1: expected as an Arsenal player. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I think I think what frustrated the Arsenal fans were was just substitution and tactic decisions. So, like when it, the game, I think it was midweek last week, and he took off. He brought he could have brought Pepe on. I think the Arsenal fans were saying, but he decided to bring on a defensive on the defence. I think they were just going, well, we need to get a goal. Why, yeah. We've got a record signing Pepe on the bench. Why, you, why is he on the bench in the first place? Is there something wrong with it? Tell us. Mm-hmm. And we also had the Ozil scenario where Arsenal fans weren't taken to him and he's yeah. their most expensive player and they're wasting him. There seems to be a lot of toxic thing around the players. I mean, what players do you like over there? The current players, if you had to put, to choose some players to sort of go, right, these are the core players to build the team around. Listen, they they
0: have like three players, you know, good quality, they have up front especially. Mm -hmm. I think they are the main players of Arsenal nowadays, like I said, Mm -hmm. Aubameyang and Pepe. Yeah, and uh, Pepe is not playing though. Exactly, but I think they they had to build build up the team around those three players Mm -hmm. and find a way, for example, if they want to put Ozil Find a way to put yeah. Ozil, but protect him. Don't expect Ozil to, to it's come not back. Reasonable. And uh, before Yvonne, you know, he, he changed a lot of the system. And this was one thing I've heard a lot in the last few days. I was the other day with Martin Keon doing that game for, I think, the Europa League, who they played? Be? Uh, they played one game in, in the Europa League. And um, before the last game, who they played? I can Google it. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but they played that. I, I was uh, was me and Martin Keon talk about was um, it a German about team? it. What was it from? a came from Germany. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, why does it's it's it square? Why is the anyway, really shit if we don't know what we're about, for them. <laughs> just came out. I just mentioned Martin because we were working together on this this game, and I uh, speaking about uh, Martin Keon was let's say uh, very directly in terms of saying that. He was rotating too much, uh, the, the players, and, but also changed the system quite a lot. Which looked like for many people, he didn't know what was the best 11 and mm. best system for them to play.
1: And if after, after 18 months, you still don't know yeah. your best team is, it doesn't give anyone
0: confidence that you know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, this was, you know, for people outside, when they, they see Arsenal's game, it seems like the impression they've got. Maybe he was trying to find out, okay, mm. I, I have to try something mm-hmm. made from the game. Maybe I played a call to the opponent's team. People don't, don't really understand that, no. maybe. Mm. And because, I don't know if he mentioned this at some time, you know, create a confusion for, mm. for people. Oh, maybe United does not know who is the best eleven, what's the best system. Yeah, but, but I think. you can You can make, you know, let's say, you can have different opinions mm-hmm. on it, I guess. Well, I think what the
1: frustrated play- was, what was frustrating the Arsenal fans was exactly you didn't know what his starting eleven was. Exactly, um, and you'd think that it's okay to make changes, to make tweaks, and change to find out when you've got new players. so Pepe came in, but you can't just almost start from scratch every single game because then the team that that builds negativity among the team and a lack yeah. of structure and foundation amongst the team it's okay if you go well let's try and play Ozil here because you know the Arsenal fans have been moaning about him for a long time right? yeah, and yeah. England in general have been moaning about him a long time and like you say you know what he's going to bring to the table yeah. you either go right let's embrace him for what he can bring what he can bring yeah. and build around not build a team around him but look after
0: him so you don't have to be um, it's a decision you have to make or you play him and find a way that you protect him where he can let's say produce good football, mm-hmm. give the assistant score goals whatever, give him a condition to that or don't play him. Mm-hmm. Which you would, you, do, would you think, would you say he's good enough to play? I think he's a good player Yeah. and uh, sometimes um, but it seems like he is he's, he's not in the game Yeah. but it always depends how you put in the game mm. Why not try to put him close to the striker sometime? But this, you know, is about how you work during the week. Yeah. But if the manager maybe I don't know if was the case, mm-hmm. but if he was not feeling, listen, I, I cannot play with Ozil. But if you play Ozil as a winger, it's not gonna gonna no. work out. Maybe if you put him like um, uh, behind the striker, like mm-hmm. as a second striker, mm-hmm. maybe to work. But mm-hmm. you you. You have to build up something on the, behind him to protect him and say to the other two midfield. Listen, I want you to play here, protect this guy here because we need him to be in the final third. Mm-hmm. I don't want Ozil to come back. Mm-hmm. But you have to give him, a, offer him a protection mm-hmm. because he's not going to come and you know, run like a, a Torreira, like Shaka, like Gendozi. He's not his type of player. Yeah. He's not, not going to come to defend, mm-hmm. but he can occupy the space pretty well if he get two guys, you know, behind him, two mm-hmm. players behind him to protect him. But uh, the point is, the manager trusts to, to put him on the bench or on, mm. on, on in the game or not. Mm-hmm. I think you, you, you cannot, let's say, one day you trust the player, no, other day you don't trust anymore. Just you have to make your point make, yeah. and take the decision. It just looks like he
1: doesn't know what he's doing. I think that's what he's doing. He's one day's in, one day's out, then he's in. I think it's normal sometimes
0: rotation. I mm. think this is it's not a problem. Yeah. I think the the, the point in, at this situation at Arsenal with Unai, because he makes so many rotations and so many times don't change the the system of the team, looks like, you know, create like a confusion for, for the fans. They, he was not so sure about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Many people from the media talked about it. But maybe on his mind as a manager, he knew exactly what he was doing because maybe he was trying to play a chord to, to the opponent. Mm-hmm. But as long as it was not said, people didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult. You know, I can have one opinion. You can have uh, another one. So it's a game of opinions, right? Exactly. Everyone can have your opinion, especially when the result is not right. It's not good. Yeah. It's much easier. Yeah. Because they could have, let's say, winning the game. For example, I'll give another example. Okay. Um. Uh, Martinez, Roberto Martinez, in, in the World Cup, I've seen him a lot of times. He changed the system during the game many times. Mm-hmm. Because they got a good result, nobody.
1: Exactly, nobody said that he's, ge- he's a genius. Exactly, because he changed well, the tactics well, in the game. Exactly. He's
0: a genius. Roberto Martinez today he gonna start with five, uh, five at the back. The next day three at the back, the next day four. But he changed and then during the game they change. But then they have different opinion about it because the result was was good.
1: Do you think that's because they're high level players, or because they're just more confident players that they're okay? They don't worry about the structure, Be- but because Arsenal's in a bit of a negative environment, lacking confidence throughout the club, not just the players. Yeah. That they need some, a few games where actually going right, everyone knows what they're good yeah. doing. Let's build on this. We're going to be playing 4 3 or diamond formation or whatever it is. It needs to have some stability yeah. before you have some of these changes and going on.
0: Well, I think the, the, the ability of the players, and I think they, they got a, let's say, it's hard to say, but they have like a better, better squad. Mm. But yeah, Brazilian,
1: Belgian. Yeah, very good squad.
0: Very, very good squad. You, can, you know, with all my respect, and, but also I think he he found a way to get get the players into the the way he wants them to play. But it's very challenging as well, despite the fact you can have a, the best players in the world. But if you don't get them to into your idea, it's very difficult to take the best out of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he managed this quite well. Mm-hmm. Make the players understand what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you... you cannot manage that, you know, if you don't make them understand it properly, it's very mm-hmm. hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you're saying what Arsenal needs to do is concentrate on those kind of three players, the front three players, are kind of world-class players. It's great to start a team from and maybe Ozil
0: so, sorry can I say sorry
1: so th- what we were saying is that so you got Lacazette yeah. Pepe and Young. yeah those are the three world class players that it's the starting point yeah of a really strong team and,
0: uh, you have to build up around it yeah because listen if you have those three players you have like to give them a protection good protection mm-hmm. and uh, work well I think Arsenal need to sort out the the, the midfield because um, sometimes the, the defenders are quite very exposed, yeah. and uh, it's hard for any centre back to play when mm. they are so exposed. And this is important for the players. I think the players they've got they got ability to do this. You know, I don't know if they're going to play with Shaka because of the incident he had before. Going to stick to them. Um, let's see what's, what what Fred is going to do. You know, mm-hmm. he played. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do for the next next follow games and um they got Torera and uh Gandosi. but they need to understand that when you have those three players they must protect them mm-hmm. there's no point for me in, for them you know to leave so much their position and then they have to drop run back mm-hmm. because yeah. things didn't work out you know okay give protection to the guys yeah sometimes you can be like the surprise man come you know to just go on a very quick, uh, let's say, clinical moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, you un- read the game, and okay, maybe there's there a cross from somebody on the, le- on, the, on the right, maybe I come the opposite side and uh, try to be the surprise man. Mm-hmm. But but, <laughs> uh, well, I don't like to, to put myself in this position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have done this a few times. But, because if they do it all the time, you know, they lose position, if you, uh, you play against a good team, you know, good counter-attack team, you, when you, as a defender, you have to to run back towards your goal, is always hard. Yeah. It's better you are very well positioned, having those three players, protect them, and try to support them the best way for them to be able to score and mm-hmm. create a chance for them. Mm-hmm. This what you know, I think could be the, some, uh, some way of, uh, of changing things. Mm-hmm. So we've got the three up front Yeah, and we're saying they we need to shore up and give the defenders
1: a bit of protection. Mm-hmm. So out of the, c- the current players, which do you feel could ho- f- occupy that holding midfield position? Which players? I mean, Torreiro was doing okay, wasn't he? he yeah, he,
0: he has been out in the last few games. Yeah, I, um, uh, The game they played um, at um, Europa League, they played Shaq again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the fans were quite nice with mm. him in spite of the fact the audience uh, you know, was not many fans, you know, no. it was quite empty the stage, you know, but the fans uh, was very really nice with him and uh, he did a, a good job. And um, I think Gwendo- Gwendozzi, he got so much energy to go forward, mm. but I think he just... needs doesn't,
1: p- doesn't mean the game very well.
0: I, th- I think he needs to, to learn how to play, um, you know, to when he, he does not have, have the ball a little bit more, learn a little bit more. He's mm-hmm. still young. Yeah, He's yeah. going to learn the Marigua potential. And uh, Torreira, he started at Arsenal last season very well. Mm. And uh, just uh, about, you know, who's going to play or will play three of them? Mm. Maybe. Why not? Mm. Because uh, if you play the, the other three up front, you may have a chance to have like back four, Maybe and the three up those mm-hmm. three guys, you know, yep. they can defend. Maybe you have Shaka in the middle, mm-hmm. Torera, and uh, and Guendozi. Yeah, and stick with the Shaka in front of the defenders, mm-hmm. don't leave there, protect <laughs> the back four. Yeah, and uh, you play let's say safe at the back, mm-hmm. it means that you have three, three well, the guys. Three f- up front. Attacking players have exactly. got the skills it's enough to take it on the best work. defenses, right? It can work because, um, well, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but looking it's from outside. It's full of opinions. Yeah, exactly. know, <laughs> I have my opinions, and from outside, it seems like, because the result has not been good, seems they like a little bit lower in confidence. Mm-hmm. They need to bring it back. And how do you, you get it back? Win the games? It doesn't matter how you play. Maybe you play bad, mm-hmm. but you get the games. And then you got, let's say, let's go for the next game. Mm-hmm. That's what they need.
1: Nice. Well, they fixed the Arsenal problem already.
0: <laughs> so, I well, just say, "Yeah, right, exactly." Just done it.
1: <laughs> so, um, what we had were some questions oh, this good that we right. saved through. So, what I tweeted and you tweeted yesterday, saying we were filming the podcast today. Does everyone, anyone have any questions they'd like me to ask you? Fantastic. Let's As you can imagine,
0: there are a few Many, ones.
1: many people have asked if you're going back to help Freddie out. Well. Tell us what's going on.
0: Let's see. Um, well, this was, was quite surprised last week. You know, I just saw an outcome regarding this. But um, I, I didn't have any conversation. But the um, last few years, you know, I, was, I was not preparing to be like a coach or assistant coach.
1: Have you done your patches or anything? No, no I work. haven't. I haven't
0: maybe at some point uh, this is, is part of the plan mm-hmm. but uh, at once i didn't speak to anybody mm-hmm. but of course when they, for us arsenal ex players and uh, when talk about arsenal a, possi- a possibility of a return to the club you always feel happy when people remember you and put you there in the middle of a conversation is always uh, it's always nice you know i don't know whether this is this going to happen right now um but um this i have said you know i would love one day come back to the club and i don't know which capacity mm-hmm. but uh it has to be something that i'm let's say more or less think or what i'm going to do yeah so where you think yeah, your exactly. skills would help out exactly. the clubs so
1: obviously you're kind of saying that no really then isn't not yeah. right now because you haven't been you're not a qualified coach you haven't done your no. badges and things yet um and it's not really where things are going for you right now but Sounds like you'll see
0: Arsenal still in your heart. Yeah, yeah of course, it will be in my heart forever. This is for sure, like mm. the other clubs I have played, and um, but it's always touching. Mm. You know, when uh, I talk about Arsenal, say something like like that. You know, people uh, remind you he got this, this, this possibility you know you feel happy for that yes you know? it's, uh, it's lovely that people like yeah. it's been
1: te- 12 10 12 years since you played for them but people yeah. are now going at the darkest hour li- relying on you to ah, come and good. help
0: ah, know, that's you nice you know it's it's very I-, I feel i feel happy for that you know i appreciate the question mm.
1: yeah so not right now but you're leaving the door open if you can help out in another capacity other than culture coaching
0: yeah well yeah. we have to leave the door open for arsenal well know, if you need to help and they back in
1: London anyway, so who knows? <laughs> so who do you think, if not you, and let's say that they aren't going to take Freddie uh, as a permanent coach, you just want to answer mm-hmm. him. Who do you think that they should go for? We've obviously got Allegri, Pochettino, mm-hmm. uh, to name a couple that have been talked about. Brendan Rodgers, yeah, I he's know. sort of been flirting with the media, saying I have, a, I've got a clause in my contract that means I could be bought out. I think 16 million. Yeah, there is a
0: lot of. Uh, uh, managers came out in the press in the last few days. You now Brendan Rogers, Allegri, Bochettino very strong last week. Mm. And um, who else? Who else? Uh, they mentioned about Patrick Vieira. Yeah. They oh. came out about uh, Carlo Ancelotti. That's Ancelotti. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, you know. And have to wait and see what the, mm. they are going to do. And um, so, who would you go for? Oh, it's hard, no? Come it's on, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
1: listen.
0: I, I don't want to take this decision. No, no, but they're not to make this opinion because, yeah. uh, it's always I, I don't want to like so just make a point that people uh, say, Oh, you so and rely yeah. on his, what he's saying, yeah. and like make la- because I'm very careful about uh, saying things. Why, it is there is a technical director, he's a, mm, a friend of mine, of yours, yeah. my personal friend. I don't want to to create any Supply, yeah, so any, if you, a, any situation to put him in a, on a difficult position. Yeah, so because yeah.
1: obviously the people know you're a close personal friend. you said, oh, "I think they should go for Allegri." Yeah, they said Eddie's best mate. They said exactly, Allegri's exactly, in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I, I don't want to do this. You know? Okay, fair I, enough. and also Fred's there. He's a friend of mine, yeah, yeah, yeah. personal friend as well. i really looking forward for. I hope he 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 bring back the good results you know, and help the club. I, that's why I had to be very careful no I understand it yeah. no, ok um, so
1: Arsenal Armed Forces Supporters Club have asked I'll be interested to know which was his favourite Arsenal to ga- game to play in for me it was Arsenal v Bolton in 2006 when Gilberto scored, the 90th, scored in the 90th minute this
0: was yeah I remember the goal uh, <laughs> no, early one we just, I just uh, watched the video of this goal was, was very nice was very nice. One touch goal, cross from Ces Fabregas. Well, always, always played at, at hybrid. Hybrid it was very uh, was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Five grand playing. Wow, well, well, was really nice. You know, you have the fans very near. Yeah. Very close to you on the, on the sides, and um, was uh, well, a tough game. You know. Played against both. On that time was really hard. Mm-hmm. Very tough. You know, play here or play. Or well, when you have to go there to play in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Always been very tough mm-hmm. to play. But so uh, is that your favorite game to play in? I, I had uh, some other you? games. No, of course it was one of them. But I had uh, uh, some other games. I think one of the games uh, we played against Liverpool. Where I think we beat them at home for two. We were losing, I think, 2-1. Something like that. If I'm not wrong, at halftime and then we came back for the second half and know one I think it was for two or five two. Nice. I just, I'm confused now but we, we beat them after you know we' were losing I think two one for the half time mm. and then we changed the result. you know play against Liverpool. always has been has been very difficult at that time it was really, really hard they have, have a good team. but uh, we managed to win that game it was, no. was let's say, uh, a proud moment when you you change the result, You, yeah. you know, from the first half to the second half.
1: Mm. Is that sort of Win almost more important than winning, beating a team eight nil. Coming back from when, from when you're losing to win is that does that build more confidence in the team? Uh, Why well, it shows your capacity,
0: yeah. your ability of uh, play under pressure. Yeah. because well, all the time you are under pressure when you go to the pitch when you you are going to play a game, but when you you are losing at home and sometimes the, the, the crowd can be impatient the fans, you know and, and then it starts maybe lose the ball the ball is so easy it, your passing yeah, does not work properly you, then you start losing ball, losing and the, the, all the, the challenge or whatever and the confidence go a little bit lower and then you have to get back again to to the game, but this shows when you change this kind of game against uh, a strong team, show your capacity of uh, play under pressure. Mm. This is uh, well, it shows that how strong you are Mm. and uh, how strong we were on that on that time.
1: I guess the difference between the Arsenal team then, when the Invincibles, and the Arsenal team now. You wouldn't count on an Arsenal team coming back from being so far down to win so convincingly.
0: Yeah, this, oh, this
1: is, is very tough. Yeah. The to really
0: Invincibles against any team. No, no. But yeah, this is uh, is one thing I, I I never like to do because you now it's hard to compare. We, we cannot make this comparison, but I think this for, for any any team you know, and for Arsenal now, uh, for them, what's important get bring the confidence back, start winning the games. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they, they start behind, as they were last game against Norwich but they managed to equalize the game but then they got the second goal and managed to equalize again and um, maybe it, you may have a chance to win mm-hmm. but it's not always this is no. going to happen no absolutely you know, even with us in our time it's not happen. Th- this kind of situation didn't happen all the time mm-hmm. you know? cool
1: um, so next question we've got we've answered answer that one it has got one for Brazilian, but we'll do that because you're going to do a Brazi- Portuguese podcast in a okay. minute. Um, what do you miss most about Brazil and what your favorite memories of playing for the national team?
0: Oh, I miss a lot of things playing for Brazil. I first, food? The food? you said ah, the desserts the the were food amazing. Was <laughs> Yeah, the food <laughs> was very good. The dessert, we, we had like a pudding when we wore... In camp in Brazil, yeah, in the it, was, oh, it was amazing. <laughs> it was really good.
1: <laughs> that's the most, that's the thing you missed. I miss a lot. <laughs> yeah. You
0: missed dessert. But then, you know, uh, I think the, the friendship we've got, we always enjoy our being together, mm. representing the country, play play for Brazil, having the yellow shorts again, you know, was a proud moment for all of us. Did you have a lot of uh, pressure? There's more pressure playing for Brazil than for us? Always, oh, more. Yeah? More? Yeah, more. it's much more. It's much more because um once you you wear Brazili- brazilian shorts it's a kind of obligation people see that you have to win mm. and this is how our culture is if you are play for brazil the, uh, the expectation for you to win the game is massive mm. and you have to let's say you have to win yeah this is how people expect you to do and it's not not always work but you have to understand that uh, people rely on you you have to be on the top of your game, mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cool.
1: Um, who did you get on the most
0: with at Arsenal? Or who did you get on the most with at Arsenal? Oh, uh, at Arsenal, it was a duo at, uh, when I first came. He was very helpful, he helped me a lot mm-hmm. to settle in, in, the, in the team, in the country. Um, he helped me, you know, On a daily basis, properly, you know, with Arsene, um, (laughs) translate to me what he wants to tell me. It was really nice, you know. But in general, the guys were very nice towards me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was new, I didn't speak the language, they were patient. Everyone in the club, you know, from Arsene, Edu, the other players, the staff around the club, very, very patient to Mm. me. Mm. Very helpful as well.
1: So you obviously, it comes across when you're talking. very fond memories, very warm, but also quite protective about
0: Arsenal, as, as which obviously a club you love, right? Listen, I, I played for only five clubs in my career. I started at América Mineiro; it's my first club. Then I went to Atlético Mineiro, and. Uh, and also was my last club atlético mineiro yeah after i came to to arsenal after the world cup went to panathinaikos after six years at arsenal and came back and played in Grenier in brazil and before I returned to atlético mineiro for these clubs i i have a lot of respect first of all and a lot of care for them and uh, I could not do different, act different with Arsenal despite the fact maybe they don't play well they don't maybe uh, I have a a different opinion from what people say about the club maybe they they believe something fantastic maybe I have a different opinion or they say it's too bad I have different opinion but I would not act different from uh, what I do normally being okay I give my opinion but I don't need to kill anyone Mm. but what I say I don't need to um, just to be uh, let's say very negative mm-hmm. towards any player maybe I have uh, a preference from one player to another but it doesn't does not mean this player does not deserve my respect mm-hmm. I have to respect the players I have to respect the clubs I have the club I have to respect the people around the club because if I don't do this not Gilberto Mm, this, is, uh, this is the way I am, the way I you know, respect this kind of uh, environment, this environment, you know. Arsenal was, um, it holds a big big uh, important part of my career, my football career, mm-hmm. was very important for me. It would, would be very strange for me to come here all the time, you know, doing things negative towards the club, towards mm-hmm. the players. Okay, I can have my opinion, say maybe this guy does not play well. It, you know, you I always say things well.
1: in a constructive way. You never said, certainly to me in private conversations, i am never seen doing anything, go, this guy's terrible and I don't know why I've signed him. You really and it's
0: not in your nature, is it? I don't need to create this profile. No. I, maybe, okay, it depends on the uh, kind of person out but it's not the type of person I am. Mm. I try to be positive. Um, people can disagree, what I say is normal. Mm. it's about opinion, but is my nature of uh, how I am. I'll try to be positive as much as I can, in the best way, try to encourage the guys, you know. I think that this is what these players need. Mm. I think what these players and the people around the club need is uh, the support, because they are in a, in a very difficult time, a transition period of time. And they need everyone to work together. You know, the people in the club, the players, the staff, but also they need the back, you know, the funds to, to support yeah. them. I know it's hard because they have been a long, long time. They listen. A few years ago, Arsenal won a lot of things. It's very hard when a football club have this this period of time winning so many trophies. And spend them many years without in troph- major trophies. It's a big frustration for the fans, yes, for the players, of course, for everyone. Yeah, they they feel that, but it's important they stay on their side, not against them. Yeah, not be too negative. I think mm. th- the players are, are hurting mean, as well as the fans, right? Well, it's hard because you are there. You you have to be on the pitch. If you don't, if you know that you go to the game, you don't have the support of your your own fans, wow! It's a huge pressure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't mind. I, I never mind of going to any other, other, other stadium. Have like um, a very bad atmosphere against me because I was playing away. Away, mm-hmm. for me it was fantastic. I, I loved it. <laughs> but it would be very tough for me if I was going to play at home in my the fans, my fans, the fans of my team. Mm-hmm behave uh, against us mm. but you're all Arsenal this is hard this 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 hurts mm. you know it's hard for you on the field when uh, things goes wrong because you are trying but maybe it does not work but then you listen from your own fans you know they turn against you it's, it's very tough
1: it must be very hard right yeah, yeah so is. this is like a rallying call for all the Arsenal fans to re- reunite back amongst the team let's yeah. all get through it together
0: this is what they need to do. I think the moments now, the players need them. I think Fred, at the moment in charge of the club, need need this support. It's important. Everyone now be positive and embrace uh, everyone. You know, the people from outside. You know, come together. Okay, this is the situation we are, but we can change the situation. Let's work together, all together, because then you generate like positivity, positiveness in, in the stadium around the players, you know, the players, okay, maybe before we were trying, maybe the fans were not happy, but now they can see that we are trying mm-hmm. and they are behind us. If mm. the players feel there, you know, they will be, let's say, uh, they will be encouraged to, to to try more, to work even harder, mm. but because they want to bring the their result back home, they want to be pride proud of the result, but they want to bring pride for the fans as well. Yeah. I think it's a win-win situation if they do it.
1: Make the Emirates a hard
0: place to go again. Yeah. Yeah. I think, listen, I think it's a... If the fans, everyone work together, it's a win-win situation. If not, you know, there is a long way to get things uh, right again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great rallying call for the fans to end it on. I think it was really important when we were talking about things early last week after Emory got sacked. That you wanted to do this podcast just purely for the Arsenal fans uh, and sorts of things. So I think I think it's been really good, especially that last bit about getting the fans all behind the team again is going to be really important. So I think it's been a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hope Arsenal fans appreciate that. You know, you know, um, uh, my time my time here at the club was amazing, but now look from outside. You now I always try to to encourage people just to, to support trying to be very positive about the, the team. Uh, of course, I'll make my opinion, but i uh, try, you know, to be positive in the best way I can. And I uh, hope they, they do it as well. Nice. Yeah, I think this is a this, this very important moment for the, for the club. This is wh- when, as a player, we need everyone together. Everyone on the same team. Exactly. This is how we call a team. You, you win together, you lose together. Mm-hmm. It's not, I win, you lose. Mm-hmm. I play well, you not. I, I pay, you play well, I pay. Mm. Not, not good. Yeah. You no, know, We are in the same boat. And uh, we win or lose together.
1: Mm. Maybe this is the time to have like a clean slate. So what's happened in the past has happened in the past. Now is a Let's new beginning. Forward. Let's go
0: forward from this point. Yeah, learn from, from from things that didn't go well, learn from it and uh, and uh, look forward and be positive and work hard. That is mm. not the other way. No, exactly.
1: Brilliant. All right. Great. Cheers, guys. See you later.